This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Don't the American people have a right to know what specifically was targeted without revealing methods and sources? Well, I don't think so, but we will tell you that probably it was going to be the embassy in Baghdad. Did they have large-scale attacks planned for other embassies and... If those were planned, why can't we reveal that to the American people? Wouldn't that help well, your I can, case? I can reveal that I believe it would have been four embassies. I'm Jody Vanson for Simi Sarah, and that was U.S. President Donald Trump with Laura Ingram on the imminent threat posed to American embassies with regard to taking out one of the top generals uh, in the Iranian government. Uh, the defense secretary of the United States, uh, when held to account, sort of had his feet pressed to the fire a bit, um, was unable to confirm. Basically, he said he didn't see specific evidence that Soleimani was planning attacks on four U.S. embassies, as the president had claimed. It's very complex what is unfolding south of the border, and specifically in Washington, D.C. And that is where we take you now, as we can connect with our good friend and colleague, Reggie Cicchini, who is a Global News Radio on-air anchor and producer, reporter in Washington. Reggie, thanks for being here. Good morning. So can you kind of unpack for us um, how big of a deal it is that Donald Trump claims one thing and then his defense secretary uh, basically is pushed to the point where he has to say, yeah, no, I didn't see that. Well, I mean, look, this is something that the administration has kind of been struggling with for the last three years. The president says one thing, reality says another, and members of the administration are left to try to tie the two together and find something that they can, uh, you know, make both sides make sense. And we're kind of being tripped up on that right now, because remember when the president originally uh, carried out this assault, we were told that there was an imminent attack. Then when the secretary of state took the uh, podium in the press briefing room, he said, well, you know, imminent might not be right now but it might be planned in the future. Then the president says, well, imminent meant that there were four. And then this, uh, the defense secretary says, well, I don't have any information on that. There are still conflicting messages inside the administration, which is why it's difficult to actually tie down what is going on and what the thought process was. That said, you know, there was a, a former ambassador who was speaking that simply said that it would be almost impossible for the president and for the defense secretary to not have the exact same information. So somebody is not telling the truth. And, you know, it, it, it's, you know, kind of been left up to the public to try and figure out who it is that's not telling the truth. Which often riles up the Trump base, certainly, as they kind of just get the headlines off his Twitter page, whereas it is being consumed on a more broad spectrum um, by Americans at large. What is the sense in Washington, D.C., uh, from the press gallery point of view of how this is kind of, it feels even from here in Vancouver, it feels like things have gone next level here uh, because obviously the Soleimani drone um, execution uh, then spins into raised tensions with Iran, uh, which leads to surface-to-air missiles and then a mistakenly shot down uh, passenger plane. I mean, it, well, it just it, th- those things seem to be connected. 
They do, and we're actually getting some, you know, additional levels to put on top of that because uh, our colleagues at NBC are reporting, or at least were reporting over the weekend, that the president authorized this uh, this killing or this death of uh, General Soleimani uh, seven months ago, meaning that the imminency of an attack uh, appears to be in question right now. So we've added that now on top wow. of what this attack, you know, has kind of led to and spiraled to, and the fact that you know we have the president within the last two hours simply tweeting imminent or not the answer to both is a strong yes because we should have taken him down and we still have the press and we still have democrats questioning was this the proper way of going about this because you know we need to put this in fairness that it you know we can't put the blame on president trump for uh an aircraft being shot down by iran it's 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 there are significant levels of complexity to what happened but the simple fact is that the president is not making the situation any easier right. uh, by the fact that he's kind of piecing together little bits here and there and just simply trying to attach what he wants to attach and ignore what he wants to ignore. Which is not a new uh, process for the president. Uh, I like the way you, you stated that, though. There are many complexities at play here. And let's go back on to Iran and the people of Iran and how they are outraged by the quote-unquote mistake made by the leader there, uh, the admission over the weekend that indeed they the Iranian government did mistakenly shoot down uh, seven five two. Yeah, and I mean this this is just kind of adding to that level of complexity because you know within the last couple of months we had the people of Iran starting to rise up and fight back against the Iranian regime simply because of economic conditions that are partly uh, in place because of U.S. sanctions and the inability for the two uh, for Tehran and Washington to work with each other. Then in the last week we had Iranian people siding with the regime over the death of uh, General Soleimani, but now after the uh, you know this 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 shooting down of the Ukrainian airline, we now have had the people step back from supporting the regime and they're now back to supporting America uh, for saying that, you know, this is something that they can't tolerate anymore. And we actually saw a tweet within the last couple of hours or so that the main uh, kind of news anchor on Iranian state TV has actually stepped down from her position saying that, you know, she apologizes for having lied to the people for the last 13 years. So whether or not this is going to lead to some kind of bigger development, bigger rise up against the regime, you know, nobody's calling or nobody's saying regime change yet, but whether or not this has uh, the, the longevity to kind of uh, put pressure on the Iranian government is going to be interesting to watch because we had the White House over the weekend supporting the people of Iran saying that, you know, we, we stand with you when you know, within the last couple of weeks we had the United States standing against these protests in Iran. So this is a constantly changing situation. And, uh, you know, all it takes is one blink for things to change. But where things are going right now, uh, you know, these protests appear to be in favor of, or at least the U.S. appears to be in favor of how these protests are actually going. Incredibly fluid situation. We're with Reggie Cicchini, our global news uh, reporter and producer in Washington, uh, D.C., and our bureau there. And Reggie, with regard to impeachment, because people did try and draw a line to the initial strike on Soleimani to Donald Trump's attempt to sort of shift the narrative from uh, articles of impeachment to, to anything else. Uh, where are we with regard to the impeachment process now? Has, has Nancy Pelosi made any move toward submitting those two articles? Well, we are here, or at least we are hearing that this move likely is going to be made sometime in the next couple of days and the very beginning process of impeachment probably going to start up, let's say maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday, if not into very, very early next week where uh, Democrats are going to choose basically their managers who will kind of act as their uh, 
legal counsel inside the Senate. We're seeing that this this is likely going to be something that starts up in the next week. We saw the president send out a good number of tweets over the weekend and very early today because this has now become a top of mind for him again, understanding that this is coming up. Uh, I think the big battle that we're going to have to watch over the next few days is how the trial is going to unfold. Are we going to see witnesses? Are we going to see evidence be allowed to be introduced? And are we going to see the president and his administration try to invoke any kind of executive privilege to stop anyone else from coming to testify. These are going to be the big moments to pay attention to, say, within the next 72 hours. And that's why we have you on speed dial, Reggie. Thank you for this. Thank you.